Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hello, everybody. This is Barry Miracle, and I just want to welcome you back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. And we are on this series that I'm calling The Overcomers and what it is to be an overcomer. Last week, I opened up with this very relevant and very, I think, very important question that a lot of people have because of all the disappointment that happened over the last season. And the question was, what do I do when I don't see manifesting what I have been believing for? If I'm not seeing those things that I've been believing for, so what do I do when I don't see them? When I don't see the things that I've been believing for, standing for, praying about, you know, I believe that this person should have won uh, that election. I believe that this person shouldn't have. I believe that, you know, the, the economy was supposed to be opened up. We were going to go into Black Friday and everybody was going to make a profit out of Christmas this year. And, and it just seemed like every road, every, you know, breakthrough that we were supposed to have was another, you know, roadblock and more containment and more masks and more regulations and more what I kind of see at times as an overreach of governance. So, I mean, we have all these questions and I'm not coming against anybody. I pray for leadership, but I just, there just seems to be a lot of people I'm hearing that are having disappointments in a lot of different areas and you didn't think that it should have happened that way or never should have happened, you know, with that people group or, uh, you know, disappointed in, in humanity, disappointed in in institutions, disappointed. Some of you guys, honestly, you're disappointed with God and um, you need to talk to him about it. But uh we need to answer this question. So I began to answer it, and I and I went into a little bit of detail in in providing for you the foundation of of how do we deal with that. So I set up the foundation, but this week I want to deal with the actual promise that we can war with, that will cause a manifestation of greater victory that we would not have had had the oppositions not come our way. I want to tell you once again, and you've, if you've been listening to me at all, maybe you've listened to me preach live, or maybe you've, you've, you've read some of my posts, but I want to tell you um, very powerfully that your setback is actually your setup for your get up so you can go up, so you can get filled up, so you can rain back down. I want to tell you that you're about to be propelled into greater opportunities, greater than you would not have had the opportunity had the problems not come your way. I want to tell you that you're, the dark night of the soul and the darkness that's been all around is nothing more than a backdrop and a platform to show forth the glory and brilliance of God coming out of your life. Once again, can I tell you that you came into this realm fully loaded with more answers and more resources and more words, creative words that, that God sent with you into this realm then you could use in 10 lifetimes. I don't know if you heard me, but you are what I call overkill or like they like to say it on, on the kids nowadays, overkill. So you are these people that are this nuclear bomb answers 
that are showing up to take care of ant problems. And what do you call them? My, my problems I'm going through, ant problems. Compared to the answers that are on the inside of you, they are very much ant problems. And we just cannot really believe that, that that's who we are and that we are this answer that everybody is looking for. You are somebody's breakthrough within your sphere of influence and your metron of ministry. So I, I, I'm a little excited because I'm you know, I, I, a little bit, maybe a little bit weird, a little bit, you know, eccentric maybe, but, uh, but I think it's the word of God. The Bible says, count it all joy. James says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations and trials and persons. When these things are coming at you, you count it all joy, not because of it, but because of what it's producing in your life. Jesus went into the wilderness full of the spirit, when he got baptized in the River Jordan, and he, because of the trials and the persecutions and everything else, he came out full of power. Now, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but I want to I wanna just, you know, share that with you right now and, and just encourage you that everything you've been going through is producing power. Problems produce power. Pains produce power. Tribulation produces triumph. Crosses produce crowns. Problems will make a demand for a greater payday. Ladies and gentlemen, everything you've been going through is actually helping you. The enemy doesn't even know it, but he's paying your way for it. Could you imagine what what the devil was thinking after the, the, the master was raised from the dead? Like he thought he had it. He thought he had it. He thought that he'd killed the son of God. He, he thought he killed the word of God. He thought that, that when he had the Romans put him on the Roman cross and then he beat him on the way there just to rub it in his face. And he didn't, he, he didn't know that by his stripes we would be healed. He didn't know that every stripe that he was putting on Jesus' back would give us a, a promise to war with. He didn't know that the res that, that killing Jesus would create many sons and daughters, that the accessibility was granted by the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on behalf of our lives. The enemy would never, he would have put life supports. He would have, he did everything to stop Jesus from dying. But I want to tell you, you dying in this last season is about to resurrect you into greater things in this next season. But I just want to stop here just for a moment. And, and every once in a while, I just bring this truth out, this kingdom truth. And, and there's six things that, they, that I, I, I want you to buy into that are ways that we judge scriptures and how we can believe, you know, the word of God and the promises. So there's kingdom truth guidelines. Number one is the Bible does not contain the word of God. It is the word of God. Secondly, God is no respecter of persons. He shows no partiality. Three, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There is no shadow of changing in him. Number five, God said this, I am the Lord, I change not. And number six, the Bible also says that the promises of God are yes and amen to them that believe. So when you're judging in scriptures, and I'm going to be sharing some scriptures with you, you need to take those into consideration and why I can use scriptures the way I do use scriptures. So if he 
is no respecter of persons, meaning he shows no partiality towards anyone, and he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and also his promises are still a yes and amen to them that believe, which means, all that means this, if he did it for one, he is obligated to do it for all. You can look at the promises in the Bible and you can say, those are mine. And then some theologians will say, well, you know, some of these, you know, prophecies were for Israel. And and and, and indeed, there are a few like that, but mainly a lot of them have double meaning and double revelation and are applicable as, as, as to give comfort and, and, and to give direction and also power and authority. So just just don't let the, the, the religious people shut you down because you stand on the word of God. He sent the word of God into this realm so that you have something solid to stand upon and you need to divine, you, you need to divide the word properly and you need to understand that the promises of God are yes and amen to them that believe. That is the that is the 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 qualifier is whether you believe or not. That's what makes them applicable to you. If you don't have faith for it, I understand. But the fact of the matter is, he sent his word into this world to even heal our disease. The, his word is a light unto my path, a lamp unto my feet, a foundation to my life. It's health to my uh, flesh, strength to my bones. And, and it is absolutely uh, the way in which I got saved because I was born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, which lives and abides forever. The word of God will not return to him void, but will accomplish what he desires and achieve the purpose for which he sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace, and the mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. All of creation, guys, is, is waiting for somebody to decree and declare the word of God, stand on the word of God, and understand that you can war with the promises that are yes and amen. So if you can find where it is written and believe it and declare it, you can have it. For instance... And let's finish this off and get on to what our topic is today. If God gave David victory, in, according to 2 Samuel 8, 14b, so God can give you victory wherever you go. Jeremiah and Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. It's awesome, uh, you know, that God knew uh, Jeremiah before he was in his mother's womb and he sanctified him before he was born. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. But if he... Jeremiah is no different than you. You just have a different calling. You were born at a different time, but he's, you still came out of God and he still knew you before you were in your mother's womb. And he sanctified you before you were born. This is, uh, I don't even have time to get into that, but if Jesus was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth, that's before the earth was made. So if Jesus was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth in which he made humanity out of that clay and then breathed life into him, that makes Jesus your savior before he ever was your creator. So Jesus knew you and he know the path that he knows the path that you're going to walk upon and he put answers on that path as a, as well as all the answers on the inside of you. But that you got to go back and listen to another podcast. Um, because I'm going to get way off. It, it will be fantastic, but we won't accomplish what we need to do today. <laughs> so anyway, Last week, we talked about the overcomers, and I was answering the questions. What the question, what do I do when I don't see the things that I have been believing for the manifestation? So, um, and I went through all of that, and, and I talked about 
and I'm going to go just a little bit over it again. But the topic today is a promise to war with. So what do I do when I don't see what I have been believing for part two? In part one of this article, I said that I'm going to release a kingdom principle into your lives that will change your life. This kingdom principle, when applied, will empower you to take more ground and be propelled into greater things than you would not have ever imagined possible. Your mind is about to take a quantum leap into victorious living. This promise is going to renew your mind. So pay attention for the next 20 minutes if you can. Okay, let's start back at John chapter 20, verse 24 through 29. Now Thomas called the twin, one of the 12, was what was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger in, in the print of his nails, of, of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came uh, to the door, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst of them and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and put your hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. And then Jesus says this huge thing. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Come, Somebody say this after me. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Say, I'm believing and I don't, I haven't been seeing but I'm still going to be believing. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And I'm going to unpack that in, in just a minute. So Thomas wasn't there on the first day of the resurrection, but eight days later, eight, the number of new beginnings. And I want to say, ladies and gentlemen, this is, this day is a new beginning. All you have to do is call out on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Say, Father God, I've been weak. I've been, I, I, I've been slothful. I've been, I've been in unbelief. I, I've given up. I've given in. I've stopped believing. And Father God, help my unbelief and forgive me this day, and, and he will clean you up. I want to tell you, this is your new day. So Jesus says to Thomas, put your finger in my hand and put your hand in my side and see it is me. Thomas then says, I believe because I see. Then once again, here's the, here's the game changer, the statement that really we need to spend some time on and 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 really bring and go into some depth about this answer. He said, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Blessed is the Greek word makarios there. In that scripture, in John chapter 20, the scripture there is saying, Blessed, the word blessed, and that word blessed in Greek is the Greek word 
makarios, which means to be happy or blissful. It's all, it all means, it also, sorry, means self-contained happiness. So people, you know, I've heard people that are trying to be, you know, pious or whatever, say that God's not really interested in your happiness. He wants you to have the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord. And so people, you know, have bought into this that, that, you know, God's not necessarily wanting you to be happy. Well, I want to tell you that's the furthest, that's the antithesis of the truth because he uses the word blessed a lot. And, and, you know, you go through the the teaching on the Mount and, and Jesus is like from, from, um, chapter five of the book of Matthew, right to the chapter eight of the book of Matthew, he's talking about blessed is this person, the blessed is that. It's happy is the man or happy is the person. Happy, he says, blessed are they, blessed are they that believe when they don't see. So like I said, the Greek, the Greeks, uh, the Greek word there in the New Testament is blessed, which is, uh, sorry, which is makarios, which means happy and blissful. The Greeks called the island of Cyprus, which is about 400 kilometers away from Greece, they called it the happy island or makarios, the happy place. It was known as the blessed island because it had everything and anything you could ever want. The residents didn't need to leave the island in order to have their needs met. If you wanted to produce wine, it had amazing soil for vineyards. If, if you wanted to ski, you know, during the day, you could. If you wanted to go for a walk along the seashore, you could at, at night uh, or whatever. The, the natural resources of this blessed island were plentiful, rich, fruitful, and very productive. Its geographical location provided a perfect climate and fertile soil that everything they, they ever needed to enjoy their lives was already built in and was sustainable. Jesus was saying to Thomas and to us today, and I want to tell you, he's talking to you, Thomases, and you are not called the doubting Thomas. I rebuke that. There, there are just some times when, when circumstances, and you're not in the right place at the right time, you miss it. And, and so you, you just, you, you don't, know what to do sometimes when the enemy comes in like a flood and you and you and, and you it's almost impossible for you to believe and that's why Jesus is showing up in your life today he understands that you got sideswiped he understands that all this containment and quarantine and and all this negative fuel from the enemy all the things going on is causing a, a real hit on your faith and I I want to say to you today it's okay just fall back into his rest it's okay today because he's coming for you, Thomas. He's coming for you, Thomases. He's not rebuking you, Thomases. He is saying, I am here for you. Amen. So once again, um, Makarios means blessed, happy, blissful. Nothing missing is the one who can actually believe when you don't see like I said, we haven't been seeing everything that we've been believing for. And I want to tell you, it's building a bank account of the power and grace of God in your life. I just want to say boldly to you, your problems, if you allow them, will actually produce power. So why should we be blessed when we don't see what we've been believing for? 
simply because of what I'm about to share with you. Every problem and every pain must have a payday. The fact is every time there is a no from the enemy, there is a greater amount of grace added to your account. Let me explain it just a little bit further through the following found in Luke chapter 4. After Jesus, and I made a little reference to this you know, a few minutes ago when I said I was getting ahead of myself, but it's still worth it. I'm going to break it down a little further. After Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan, he goes straight into the wilderness full of the Spirit. He is fasting for 40 days, and at Jesus' weakest point, the enemy shows up and begins to come against him with trials and temptations. Jesus goes into these trials full of the Spirit and deals with the lack, the hunger, the loneliness, etc., etc., and comes out full of power. This is what it says in Luke. In Luke chapter 4, Jesus went into the wilderness and then he was led in the midst of the wilderness. Now I want to tell you, Holy Spirit is wanting to lead you in the midst of your wilderness experiences and, and so that you come to a place where you come out of the trial and the temptation in the tr- everything that's coming in, when you come out of that, because you are full of the Spirit, you can come out full of power. If you are full of God and you step into a trial, a tribulation, a pain, or a problem, know this, problems produce power. Here's This is the promise that I told you I was going to deliver for you today. I told you last week, and I want you to understand that your problems can produce a payday. I said can, but you got to put a demand on it. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ, you need to say this out loud. Ladies and gentlemen, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, you need to say this out loud. I am full of God. Come on, somebody say it. I am full of God on my worst day. Oh, I know that, that, that little bit of that religious twinge that you get. Well, how can that be true? It's because you have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You did not make yourself righteous. You did, you did, not, you did not become so holy that you could become righteous. No, 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 no. The blood of Jesus Christ created accessibility for the spirit of the living God to come on the inside of you. And become, you became one with the spirit of the living God. And that's what makes you the righteousness of God on your worst day. So this is why you can say, I am full of God on my worst day. And then you need to say this out loud too. I am the righteousness of God on my worst day. A couple of weeks ago, I began to you know, break that down and, and begin to share with you how, why we, we, on our worst days, because we can be full of God, because your spirit is born again. Your spirit is saved. Your soul is being saved. So the thing, the thing that you have to tell yourself when you're going through your temptations and your failures because of the proclivity of your flesh and the failures of the past, everything that's been trying to stop you and contain you is all happening in the mind because your spirit is already seated in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers of darkness. But go back over and listen to that. And that's why you can say, I am the righteousness of God on my worst day. And that's why 
problems produce power because I'm walking into, no matter what I'm feeling like in my flesh or no matter what I'm feeling about in my mind, and, and I, I'm just renewing your mind right now by the preaching of the, of the word of God to you. This is truth. I'm sharing with you truth, and this is how you win, and this is what you war with, your problems. This is a promise from God. Your problems can produce power, but you got to understand whose you are, and you got to understand who you are. Like I said, you did not make yourself holy so that you could become righteous. God made you because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus, despite all of your shortcomings. That's why you can boldly say, even on your worst day. I just, I'm going to deviate just a little bit. In the Lord's Prayer, you got, it says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. You're worshiping him. You're asking for his kingdom to be manifested in your life. You're, you're, you're making petitions. You say, give me, give me this day my daily bread. So you've done all this. You've praised, you've worshiped, you've, you've called forth, you, you've made petitions for God. And then you finally get to the place. You say, forgive me on my trespasses as I forgive those people that are trespassing against me. What am I trying to say? Stop focusing on your lack and your failures and your sin. Does he, does he say to avoid it? No, but he's more interested in you worshiping him, calling forth his kingdom and making petitions. Why? Why am I saying that? Because he knows. He knows. He came. He was acquainted with temptations and the, the, the failings of men and all this kind of thing, because he was tempted in every way that you would. He understands man's plight. But he understands that because the Holy Spirit came, the comforter, the paraclete, the one that would come alongside you, the one that was exactly like Jesus Christ, came into you and became one with him. And now the salvation is working from the inside out, and your mind is being renewed. So... Cognitively, we know that you, we are full of God. We need to cognitively know this so that on these times when we don't see what we've been believing for, we can continue to stand. Everything that's been coming against you is causing an increase of power in your life, but you have to know it. As you keep believing and keep standing in the midst of the extreme opposition, the grace factor kicks in. Jesus is saying that if you have the audacity to keep believing when you don't see the expected outcome, you will experience the manifestation of the greater grace. You might have to rewind that. I don't have time to go back over it. Powerful. James 1, 2 says to count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Why should we do this? Because of Romans chapter 5, verse 20 that says, moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. And that is why we can believe in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 that says that God is able to make all his grace abound to you so that in all things at all times having all that you need you will abound to every good work and charitable donation God's grace is God's enabling power when we look at uh, uh, two I want to look at two more scriptures so I can give you a bit of a clearer picture on what this means Isaiah chapter 5, verse 19 says at the second half, 
When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. You need to know that the enemy doesn't have the final word or the final flood in your life. That the, the enemy, come, when he illegally comes in with a flood of accusation, flood of pain, flood of terror, flood of whatever you've been facing, the spirit of the living God comes legally in. The enemy came illegally, but, the, but God is, is raising up a legal standard of greaterness, of a greater grace that is being made available. So in, uh, and here's the other scripture, Psalms 29.10 says, the Lord sat enthroned at the flood and the Lord sits as king forevermore. So then when the enemy comes in like a flood, here we have the Lord sitting on that flood. The Lord sits as king forevermore on every flood that, the, that is out there, whether it's his flood or the enemy's flood, the Lord is sitting on those waters waiting. Just like he, he was walking, he, he, Jesus wasn't walking on the water that day. I know it says he was, in the Bible he was walking on water, but he was actually walking on the promise. He's walking on the word. He was actually riding on his authority of one that created even the water that he is enthroned upon. Every time the enemy comes in like a flood, like I said, God is already enthroned on the flood king forevermore. He's not just waiting for somebody to believe right in the midst of everything. He's waiting for somebody to keep praising him in the midst of the contrary. He is just waiting for somebody to believe right in the midst of everything, right in the midst of everything. He's waiting for somebody to keep praising him right in the midst of the contrary. As you believe when the floods of unbelief, doubt, accusation, lies are, are pounding, you will begin to put a demand on the greater grace of God. A reservoir of his eternal glory is beginning to be filled. So every time the enemy comes in and says no, and you keep standing, there begins to be a multiplication of God's grace until all of a sudden his grace is too great and you are being propelled into greater things than you would not have had the opportunity had these problems not come your way. You will never lose in the kingdom. We either win or we learn and then we win. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to just keep standing through these days because you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Your spheres of influence will see the goodness of the Lord and you will begin to be their breakthrough as well. People are waiting for somebody like you. They're waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, just like you or the daughters of God, just like you who have the faith to keep standing. Two or three weeks ago, I, I, my podcast is, you know, how do you, how do you obtain overcoming faith? Because it's our faith that overcomes the world. So how do you obtain? How do you get, um, you know, this kind of faith? You, you get it by faith comes by hearing. And I've released some promises to you. I've released a promise to you that came from the scriptures. And I, and I formulated and I brought this to you because you need to know that the enemy didn't win when he stopped you going to your, your, your parents' house or, your, or, or stopped you from being able to open your business or, or you, you weren't able to pursue that relationship. I want to tell you, none of those things go with, uh, without a power being released into your life, but you got to make a demand on it today. So Father God, in Jesus name, I pray for this audience today that they would receive a grace to be able, Lord God, to call in the greater grace 
um, to come into their lives, Lord God, to be greater than the evil of the day. Lord God, I thank you for your anointing, even going across these airwaves, right, God, right into their vehicle, right into their bedroom, right in, right into their place of work, uh, right into wherever they need it, Lord God. And I speak right now to that greater grace to be available. Lord God, give them a revelation of your power that is being present and built in their lives. It, in Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, Father God, for the victory and the compound interest that is coming forth in this season, in Jesus' mighty name. I bless you guys. Now, um, please, if you have opportunity, once again, go to my website, www.barrymiracle.ca. And you can get in, you know some resources there. You can you can even support and if you want to sow a love gift in there, you can do it there through PayPal, through my ministry, Take Charge Ministries. Um, uh, you can get my book there, but you can also just I have some excellent resources. Uh, I have sixty five different promises that the I am's of who God says you are there. I have different. Uh, I have even words for the last I think ten or eleven years up there of what the Lord says, and we're in this year of, of family fruitfulness and dominion. So I have my word up there. So just avail yourself and I'd love for you to contact uh, contact me there. If you have any questions, if you have things that you would like me to speak on, if you want to leave your email address there, I can connect with you and you can get our a blog that we send out and the newsletter we send out every once in a while. Don't want to inundate you, but I want to make it available to you guys. I bless you guys. This is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. God bless you and understand that your problems are actually producing power in your life. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say, you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.